This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Two sports stories that I saw last night that I sent myself uh, these articles that I wanted to visit with you about this morning get your take on it. And I, I'm irritated by both of them. Okay. Um, one is a, just a tremendous feel good story. And I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm dumbfounded as to what happened to him. Okay. Uh, his name is Drew Maggie. Uh, he makes his major league debut at age 33 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He has been a career minor leaguer. He's played 1155 games over 13 minor league seasons. He was called up by the Pirates earlier this week. He was uh, put into the ball game on the Wednesday night, which was last night, as a pinch hitter in the eighth inning. He struck out in his lone at bat. Pittsburgh beat him, beat the Dodgers 8-1 to at PNC Park. He pinch hit for Andrew McCutcheon with one out in the eighth. He received, and this is really cool, really cool, because they understand, these guys understand the, 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 the travel this, this guy has gone through. 13 years, 1,155 games. They get, his teammates gave him a standing ovation when he went to the plate. Mm, that's cool. That is cool. So did the, quote, sparse crowd. The first pitch he saw from Alex Vesio was when he hit foul. And then... <laughs> Then he was called for a pitch clock violation by home plate umpire Jeff Nelson. So he's down 0-2. I mean the guy the guy is the guy has spent 13 years. 13 years to get to this moment. Okay? And I, I haven't seen the at bat, so I don't know that he was lollygagging or what, but I mean just think about it. 13 years to get to this spot. And some Umpire calls him for a pitch clock violation. Strike two! I just thought it was a bit a bit much. He then fell off another one and then took a ball before striking out swinging. He said this. He said, it's the best strikeout I've ever had. He, he, had, a, he had a good attitude about it, but I just, I just felt like, are you freaking kidding me? A pitch clock violation for a guy that's persevered to get to the spot, right? There's no grace. The pitch clock violations kind of feels like they just don't have a feel. <laughs> it is or it isn't, and I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I hate it for him, but I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm outraged or whatever. It just kind of is what it is. I'm not, I'm, I'm more irritated. I was more irritated by it. It just kind of like, it just kind of struck me like, are you, are you kidding me? This guy says this, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, I saw my dad crying. I don't think I've ever seen him cry all those years. I wonder what I would say to my parents if that moment were to ever come. They've been right here with me. Hearing those words made it all worthwhile when he got called up. I know the last 13 years have not been wasted. I mean, that's that's baseball right there, right? I mean, just the perseverance and finally, finally getting there. He said, I love baseball. I was grinding for 13 years. I loved what I did. I was doing what I loved. 
ultimate goal is the big leagues just kind of getting here. My name is in history. I put on a big league uniform and shared the field with the world's greatest players. I mean, man, what else? What else do you want to hear? Well, I think that's very cool. It's it's it is it's very cool. It's very cool. I, I sometimes, you know, I, I just think it's always such a neat moment for guys, whether it whether they ascended quickly or whether they didn't. I think it's it's really cool and. And baseball's different in other sports and mm-hmm. that, you know, a guy doesn't have a chance to grind for 13 years to get to the NFL, right? Because, you know, you just don't have minor league, right. you know, systems and all that kind of stuff. I do think, um, um, okay, I'm going to be honest here and you're going <laughs> to you're gonna be mad at me for this. But sometimes I feel like, oh, I grinded for 13 years. But I mean, well, you weren't like digging ditches you were playing baseball so, i mean it, there were worse I mean, we things know, you could have been doing we all know those guys are riding you know buses and you know again they they didn't have to go to the salt mines no. and they didn't have to do construction right i mean he was do he was playing baseball you're you're right yeah. you're, you're right i mean and and you know, I mean, it's, sometimes it's like, oh man, thirteen years. Like, he, man, he, he survived the Vietnam War, and now the pirates called him up. No, I mean, he's playing baseball. Right, you know, Rocky Blyer survived the Vietnam War and played, in, you know, a couple Super Bowls. But yeah, no, I, I get it. I just, I again, I, I'm always, I admire people so much who um, either dig themselves out of a hole. They sometimes they put themselves in that hole. Like I went to an event last night um, for the drug courts here in Lubbock. A friend of mine and his his wife a few years ago lost a son to a heroin overdose, and they were you know basically had an event last night where they're the drug courts are trying to help people get out of the you know just overcome their addiction and and um, try to to make a better impact on their families and themselves and society and and this guy. Um, you know, stood up and talked about how he was, you know, you know, basically a, a survivor because of, of this program that we have here in Lubbock. And he had his young son with him and he's like, I would have lost, I was on the verge of losing him. I was on the verge of losing everything. I was on the verge of, and basically he got, I mean, I admire people like that. I admire people that, that, um, sometimes life and it's sometimes it's their very own fault. Okay, and I think mm-hmm. he would be the first to admit his very own fault that he got himself in that spot and his life spiraled down, but it, it didn't end. And he was able to, you know, he's 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 now a member of society and he's he's got his family and he's got his son and he's he's just trying to live life. Right. Just trying to trying to live life. And I admire the hell out of people like that. And so that's that's that. And I so so baseball players more than I think any other sport, like you said. Uh, they have the uh, they have the opportunity to grind it out and and I think um, I think that uh, I just I just admire people that have the perseverance to be able to stick with something. You yeah, know? no, I t- I totally agree, yeah. and I and I also agree with your point about uh, it's it's admirable that people that you know fight back from you know having something go you know having to deal with some adversity things mm-hmm. go wrong with them. Yeah. I also appreciate people who. Um, don't have to sure, dig themselves right, out of a hole right, you know no. they don't get much as much love you know they you're, just stay right. on the straight and narrow sure. and show up to work every day you're right no yeah no you're right there's you're 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 not you're not you're not wrong about that and, yeah. and you know it's like if you you know and that's and that's why you you want to it's an easier path if you do if you do that you know it's it's a little bit more ideal right <clears throat> okay the other story that's irritated me this morning 
I have compassion for this man, okay, because he's dead. Um, but I feel like that the only reason why this particular coach is in this spot is because he's this particular coach. Um, uh, Jim Beheim, uh has agreed to settle a lawsuit um, against uh, himself and the university, uh, the survivors of a guy named Jorge Jimenez, who died in a February 19th, February 20th, 2019 crash on an icy highway in Syracuse, have agreed to settle and requested the terms of the settlement have remained sealed. So basically what happened, Jimenez was in a, was a passenger in a car that had skidded on an interstate and hit a guardrail. Bayheim was driving home after a game. He swerved to avoid the car and hit Jimenez, who was later pronounced dead at a hospital. A police report said Beheim was not driving recklessly and no charges were filed. It was an accident. It was an accident. Appears be, that way. But because he's Jim Beheim, uh, they filed a lawsuit against him saying the charges, that he, he was negligent, reckless, and wanton, whatever that means. So, anyway, I, I, I just kind of looked at that and went, that's just bogus. I mean... I'm sorry for Mr. Jimenez, okay? It's a, it's, it could ha- this could happen to anybody. You come up on an accident, you're trying to avoid something, and, you know, somebody else gets hurt. It's just, it's, it did, totally, di- totally a different feel if um, there was alcohol involved or anything right. like that. Yeah. yeah, and Beheim, I mean, he did everything right. I mean, he stopped and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like he drove home and put his car in the garage and waited for the, you know, somebody to knock on the door. Um it just just seems just seems uh frivolous but that's uh the world that we're in uh today so it is what it is i guess this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction for this day in sports history today is april the 27th 2023 it's the final thursday in april how about that? Flown by. Here is uh, Jeff McGuire. You're going to start in 1926 in the Giants' 9-8 win over the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Mel Ott, at 17, makes his Major League debut. How about that? 1930, Chicago White Sox first baseman Bud Clancy didn't handle the ball at all in a nine-inning game versus the St. Louis Browns. That's the first baseman not making a play. Okay. <laughs> there was no three in the scorebook. Wow. That's really that's hard. Strikeouts, fly balls, and lineouts. Very odd, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. 1961, the NFL officially reor- uh, recognizes the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, it's a pro football Hall of Fame, as it's as many will point out to you, right? Right. Well, this is the NFL acknowledging that yeah. it is there also <laughs> Hall of Fame. Nineteen seventy-three, Kansas City Royal pitcher Steve Busby, no hits, the Detroit Tigers three to nothing. Nineteen eighty-three, Nolan Ryan becomes the strikeout king with three thousand five hundred and nine, passing Walter Johnson. Nineteen ninety-two, New York Mets make a trade. With the Toronto Blue Jays. They send David Cohn to Toronto for Jeff Kent. 
then would Cohn would get traded from Toronto to New York. 1994. Twins righty Scott Erickson. No hits the Brewers. Six to nothing. And in 2017, in the NFL draft, Texas A&M defensive end Miles Garrett is the first picked pick by the Cleveland Browns. Hmm. It is National Prime Rib Day. Do you like the prime rib? You okay with that? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people really love it. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. It's if if it's mm-hmm. it's like any it's it's one of those cuts of meat that if it's done right, it's awesome. Uh, I think I've only cooked prime rib once. Guessing it didn't go well. No, it was okay. It was all right. I just it's kind of those deals where. Usually you have your choice of prime rib or steak, and it's, I always kind of feel like I'm missing out if I if I get the don't get the steak. And the, but then, but then the cut of prime rib is on the plate next to me. It's somebody else's, and I'm like, feel like I missed out. But that's with everything, right? That you do, <laughs> pretty much. It's never good enough, right? Or it's just constantly comparing yourself to somebody else or somebody else what they have. Or their food, or their, yeah. you know, their. It's I don't a, know what else. What else do you compare with? Because you always tell us about food. It's a fault. So surely you got to do other things, like it's, their it's, cars, or their houses, or their how, pools, or their yards. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've not really I, I, ties. You know, you know, shoes. You know, <laughs> did not see that one coming. Uh, what do you? Okay, like if there's... Seat on the plane, you know. Seat you know, on the plane. Um, you know, somebody's got a little more leg room than I do. or See, I think probably like the number one answer for me would probably be shoes. Okay. Like if I see somebody with a good looking pair of mm-hmm. kicks, I'm like, man, I wish I had those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't... I don't. Never. It's never food for me. Okay. No, no, I usually order what I want. It's I'm, usually... I'm pretty good about that. For me, that. it's yeah. not so much the food. It's like if we're all getting the same thing... I always feel like my steak is smaller than everybody else's, or I've got mm-hmm. I've got fewer French fries on my plate than the person next to me. Or, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's a fault. I know it is, and I I try to do. Or the glass of tea is not filled up enough for me. I don't think house, mm-hmm. but yard for me. Yard. Yeah, I'd like a yard with more space. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think when I go to people's house and they have a good yard, I'm like, man, I wish I had a yard like this. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I just drive through certain neighborhoods I'm like, man, that yard's fantastically large. Hmm. Yeah. Happy birthday okay. to uh, British actress Jenna Coleman, who's 37. Uh, Doug Dynasty, Cy Robertson is 75. Corey Seeger, 29. Kenna, uh, Keenan Allen is 31. And Joy- George Gervin is 71. Ice man. And on this day in 1773, the British Parliament passed the Tea Act, Mm. a bill designed to save the faltering East India Company from bankruptcy by greatly lowering the tax it paid to the British government and thus granting it a de facto monopoly on the American tea trade. Because of all legal trade entering the colonies through England, uh, allowing the East India Trade Company to pay lower taxes in Britain, it also allowed it to sell the tea more cheaply to the colonies. Even untaxed Dutch tea, which entered the colonies illegally through smuggling, was more expensive than the East India trade tea uh, after the Tea Act took place. Now, the British Prime Minister, Frederick North, Lord, Lord North, excuse me, 
who initiated the legislation, thought it was impossible that the colonists wouldn't protest cheap tea. Boy, was he wrong. Many colonists viewed the act as yet another example of taxation tyranny precisely because it left an earlier duty on tea entering the colonies in place while removing that duty on tea entering England. Mm. That is this Dan Sports History. We have a little party uh, after that. A little bit. Took a little bit of time for that ship to cross yeah. the ocean. And there was three of them. So, you know, there, it took a little bit of time. That'll that's be coming. December thing. Okay, that's a December thing. Uh, by the way, the do you have any idea who the three... 1509th victim was for Nolan Ryan. I, I don't know that this name sounds familiar. I can't tell you he's not a household name, but I don't I don't think of him as a guy that I think I'm remembering his name for for a different version of his name than this particular person. Don't take a guess? No. Okay. Um he played for Montreal, uh Montreal Expos. Brad Mills was his name. Brad Mills in 1983. I only remember the Cleveland Cavalier, Brad Mills. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's what I was, maybe that's what I was was thinking of. Okay. Mm, was that Brad Mills? Seems like to me there was a Red Raider named Brad Mills, but I may be wrong about that. There's been plenty of Red Raiders named Brad, but I just I was thinking there was a Brad Mills, but I may be I may be completely wrong about uh, about that. Uh, 6.52 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy, his uh, his career ended rather abruptly, although he'll be paid handsomely. Uh, it be interesting to see if anybody picks him up or if he gives himself maybe a little time to rehab or something. Uh, but Madison Bumgarner was released yesterday by the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is... Uh, now been designated he was designated for assignment on april the 20th which gave the team seven days to trade him or place him on waivers bumgarner wasn't claimed and now consigned with any team for a prorated share of the seven hundred and twenty thousand major league minimum he's just 33 uh obviously um had an outstanding career with the san francisco giants but has yet to live up to the 85 million five-year deal that he signed in 2020 with the D-backs. So, <laughs> I mean, he won three World Series with the with the Giants. And was, like, awesome doing he it. He was awesome doing Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe his 2014 uh, World Series was the best, where he came in in Game 7 and pitched five innings, um, you know, for the Giants to win that series. But his career got summed up, I think, the best way possible. Uh, and it was somebody on ESPN, I think, that that said this. He is the baseball version of Eli Manning. Really good quarterback for the regular season. Phenomenal in some playoff runs. Like, untouchable in playoff runs. And that's kind of how Bumgarner was in the regular season. He's not like Kershaw or, you know, we go through Otani or a hundred other pitchers we could list. He's a good, solid pitcher, someone you would want in your rotation. But he was absolutely phenomenal in a couple of playoff runs. That's funny. When we started talking about him, I, in my mind, had he's like the Eli Manning of baseball. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. I really did. Yeah. Like, because he's pretty good in the regular season. And then he had some great, great runs mm -hmm. that just completely changed your opinion of him because he was awesome when it mattered most. 
134 and 124 is his uh, career record. An earned run average of 3.47, 2,070 strikeouts. Four-time All-Star. Uh, I'll bet you the Rangers pick him up. <laughs> Seems like that's what they do. Who knows? Maybe he could... You got a manager that has some history <coughs> with him and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you had one guy go down already this year for the rest of the year. So there's a potential hole in your rotation for him. Yeah. Uh, Juan says he wishes he could find an old Expos hat. Hey, Juan, uh, eBay. Oh, the best, man. eBay. Best logo, best looking cap. Those were so sweet. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The uh, extravaganza that we... Uh, we have every day for three hours from 6 until 9 a.m. So uh, hope that uh, you can just sit back and enjoy uh, everything uh, today here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. The NFL draft is tonight. Cowboys will select 26th. We'll have coverage of the NFL draft uh, at 6 o'clock from the Dallas Cowboys War Room. This is where you, where you start hearing about war rooms and things like that. You get the live look in, okay? And you okay. see the, the wheels turning inside these various uh, professional football organizations. See who's all there. I would love to be in a war room. That, I think that would be... I would have a hard time probably keeping my mouth shut because I'd probably try to offer some advice. Yeah, I think everybody that's invited there is allowed to give advice, right? In the war room? Yeah, I mean, if you're in the war room, you're like in a... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, you're a the, guy that's a... A valued employee, probably. Right. Your opinion matters. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Jeff? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not inviting fans to hang mm-hmm. out, right? Right, yeah. No, the, you are uh, one of the selected few. Yeah. Select- I, I guess unless you're like one of the Dallas.com, DallasCowboys.com, like for photographers or sure. whatever in you there. You probably have to mind your P's and Q's on that. Yeah, that, that guy doesn't get an opinion. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Hey! <laughs> I was watching film last night. <laughs> I went to Texas Tech, and we really like that guy that we have, Tyree Wilson. You should take him. Right, right, right. Uh, he was taken 25 picks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. Uh, this Here's a, a mock draft from Todd McShay. I think he's a, a kind of a reputable guy. He's he's right there with Kuiper. You know, they, they both, I mean, they study this stuff all the time, you know. Uh, he has Bryce Young of Alabama going to the Carolina Panthers as the number one choice, and the number two choice. Um, here, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to you as it would be announced by uh, the former commissioner Pete Rozelle. With the second pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech. That's your prediction. That's that's uh, Todd McShay's prediction. Oh, okay. That's Todd McShay's prediction. That was just my imitation. Um, so they're basically, and he has a he does have a projected trade for the uh, Tennessee Titans to move up to take a quarterback uh, with the third overall pick, C.J. Stroud. It's going to be real interesting to see how C.J. Stroud and um, you know Bryce um, Young, who's at Alabama, and then Will Levis, uh, the quarterback from Kentucky. You know how they do, kind of moving forward. Uh, some I heard discussion this morning on Double T ninety seven uh, comparing. Um, you know that the Will Levis uh, is not maybe getting the the props that he should. 
kind of a Josh Allen kind of comparison uh, to him. Um, so the, the feeling, I think, that he's going to be better than what people maybe expect him to be. I mean, he, in being picked by the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, that'd be a good spot for him because Frank Reich, I think, knows how to coach, coach quarterbacks. He did a really good job, you know, in previous places. He was quarterback himself. Mm-hmm. So that'd be, you know, be a good spot for him. Sure. Uh, another quarterback projected to go fifth is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from uh, Florida. Uh, as far as McShay is concerned, man, he has Jalen Carter dropping all the way down to number nine. Others have him um, higher um, than this, much higher. And a lot of people have him higher than uh, Tyree Wilson. Probably the one ding on Tyree Wilson is, uh, is he fully recovered from his foot injury? Yeah. Just a question mark that surrounds him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he's, you know, he's 100% healthy, I mean, he's just got to go out and prove it. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Reich is now in California. Yeah, Carolina. You're right. You're right. That's my fault. Um, they got a different coach now at uh, Indianapolis. He was there. Yes, he was, but he's gone. But but he's gone. He gone. He done did get fired. He done did get fired. Right. So Bryce Young will Bryce Young will really benefit from Frank Reich's quarterback coaching. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. You know sometimes you. What do you? I mean, what's going on when you're watching all those games on Sunday? I don't know. Sometimes it just they all just melt into one, Jamie. <laughs> sometimes they all just they all just melt they all just melt into one. The new the new coach for the. Uh, the new coach for uh, Indianapolis is Shane Sticken. Station S T E I C H E. I've never heard of him, but I'm sure he can coach because they picked him to be the head coach, right? Mm, there's been some coaches that have been, yeah. I mean, put in there in the NFL or mm-hmm. NBA or Major League Baseball that right. ultimately ended up not being able to coach very well. Yeah, <laughs> right. Jeff thinks the guy the White Sox had last year was one of them. <laughs> he was a Hall of Fame coach right. at one point. At, at one, one point, point. Well, he is a Hall of Fame year. coach. Yeah, not last yeah, year. he's still in it. They like, didn't take him out. Like future Hall of Fame coach, undeniably. Mm-hmm. It was not last year. <laughs> there's, there's, or the year before. His resume was not built on the last two seasons. A couple teams that I do not want Tyree Wilson to go to. I don't want him to go to the Vegas Raiders, and I don't want him to go to the Detroit Lions. Uh, now, Todd McShay has Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, going to the New York Giants, who picked 25th, and now has uh, the Cowboys picking Lou Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State. Maybe the Cowboys will trade up. Maybe. Maybe the, maybe the Cowboys will trade up. Or, you know, so maybe they can, maybe they'll even trade out. They've done that before. Mm-hmm. Trade, out of the, trade out of the first round. If they really want Michael Myers. Uh, Mayor, M A Y E R. I, I, I changed that name. Okay, you were just jacking with me. That's <laughs> just putting hmm. a, a horror character in there just for fun. <laughs> just see if I was listening, probably. Uh, no, just for fun. Oh, just for fun. Just for funsies. Just, just for, just for grins and giggles. Um, <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to uh, looking for the draft. Looking forward to the draft tonight. It'd be interesting to kind of see how everything. It's a it's a big distraction though when they have a big party going on in addition to the draft itself. Yeah, what a terrible thing to have a celebration <coughs> of these guys' events in college. Yeah, culminating I'm just in about the thousands of people that are there, and I don't care what city it's, it's in. A big it's, distraction. It can be a big distraction for, for you. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, one hundred percent him. 
Yeah. Nobody else, just Chuck. Yeah, but it's a big distraction for the people that are there. They're not paying attention to to what's going on. I like to I like to know the backstory of some of these guys. Okay, I'm I'm interested in that. I'm interested in that. So, I don't know. It'll be, and it, and the other thing that'll be cool is to see what kind of suits. I wonder what kind of suit Tyree Wilson's got picked out for himself tonight. I bet it's pretty. I bet it's pretty. But it's pretty flashy. They're usually pretty slick. They are pretty slick. Mm-hmm. They are pretty slick. Uh, somebody asked this, is Tyree the only Red Raider in the draft? <sighs> I th- he might be the only one that gets drafted. There might be somebody in the you know, middle, fifth round or sixth round, something like that. But I don't know. I mean, certainly in the first round, he's the only one that's projected to get drafted. Yeah, who's the next best candidate? I think somebody takes a flyer on Sir Roderick late. I think Sir Roderick will end up with an NFL, on an NFL roster. I just wonder if whether he'll get drafted or not, because just running backs you can find him everywhere. So I kind of feel like he won't be, but you might be right, Jeff. I do. I do think he can play at the next level. Mm-hmm. I think his skill set um, would allow him to be successful in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all if he plays six, eight years in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about Weston Wright, the uh, offensive lineman? Um, boy, you just always need offensive linemen, so. Yeah. I mean, surely you'll end up going to camp with somebody. Yeah, and I think more. And you, and then you have that, that aspect of things if you're him or Sir Roderick or other guys. Um, they're almost better sometimes signing with a team that has a need as opposed to getting picked by a team that is just picking players at the end, not that. Well, you'd like to think the team that's picking players at the end still picks guys that have they have a need for, <laughs> yeah, right? right. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to We got 15 centers, but mm-hmm. let's take another one just because I did eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right. No, I think they usually draft guys. I think the, the, sure. the reason that you'd rather, if you're late in the seventh, not be drafted or whatever is because then you can pick where you mm-hmm. want to go. Yeah. You can look at it and say, well, I'd rather go there. Or I'd rather go there. Or feel like there's more of a need there. Mm-hmm. You don't allow the team to make your choice. You get to make the choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody brings up uh, Muddy Waters. Uh, he might have a chance. Uh, Demarcus Fields. He might have a chance. Um, somebody wants to know if we'll have a Mahomes sighting at the draft. Man, I hope so. They're playing not very far from his house. I mean, it wouldn't take very far. wouldn't take very – literally, literally, it's – not not very far from his from his place, but he may be in Texas working out at his other home. I think the guy's got homes in a lot of different places. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, uh, what you got for me and Jeff and our fine listening audience today? All right, yesterday we went easy, today we're going hard. Oh, God. <laughs> Making us think on a Thursday. That's what, I mean, that's probably fair. You're mistaken what I mean. Yesterday we went with the three games that you were the most confident oh, in okay. on the Red Raider schedule. Okay. <laughs> Today, I want you to go gotcha. for Red Raider football. I want you to tell me mm. the three games you have the least amount of confidence in. Ah, okay. Okay. That right. you feel like, again, like we talked about yesterday, at the beginning of the season, you look at the schedule and you're like, 
win check win check mm-hmm. mm, question mark sure mm, that one's a loss you go through okay who are the three that you think are the most likely losses most likely losses all right at texas to end the season um I'm going to say at West Virginia. And then I have a, I have a quandary. It's a home game. It's either September 9th against Oregon, which I feel pretty good about, and then October 14th against K-State, which I don't feel good about. So I'm going to say at West Virginia on September 23rd, October 14th against Kansas State, because you haven't beaten them until you beat them, then, you know, you can't say that that's going to be something that happens. And then the day after Thanksgiving at uh, Texas on November 24th. Jeff? I'll give them to you in order of appearance. (laughs) You will take October 7th at Baylor. October 14th versus Kansas State. And November 24th at Texas. Run through those again real quick for me. Baylor, K-State, Texas. Baylor, K-State, and Texas. Wow, no Oregon on there. If Oregon was on the road, I could see it replacing <laughs> Texas. I feel uh, they're very close, but with it being a home game, I like our chances in that one better than at Texas. All right, number one most difficult one for me, I think, is is Texas the final game of the regular season on the road. Um, I know you've won down there a few times recently. That's great. I just also know that you've gotten uh, hammered down there uh, of late as as well. So I feel like that one's going to be the toughest. The Oregon game, I think equally tough team. I just think you're talking about playing at home compared to playing on the road. I think you're going to get up. A phenomenal atmosphere for that at Oregon game. I think you're gonna have a fan base that's really jacked up and excited for mm-hmm. that game. So that's that's number two on my list. The third one is hard for me. Um, West Virginia. I just don't think they're gonna be a great football team. You've you've you know you've won some games there. You've lost plenty of games there too. But I just don't think they're gonna be a great football team. I don't think Baylor is as well. Um, you know, TCU won the conference last year in the regular season. I think they're going to take a step back. So for for me, it's really home against Kansas State or at BYU that I look at and say those are going to be the toughest because I feel like Kansas State is probably the you know if not the number one, the number two team in the conference. You know, if if I were guessing the Big Twelve championship right now, I'd put Texas and K State in there. Okay. Um, just the unknown of BYU scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think sooner or later we're going to get Kansas State. So I'm going to say it, number three on my list is at BYU. At BYU. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Oregon, K-State, and Evil Empire. Um, somebody wants to know, why would West Virginia be that much better this year? I, I just it's, – it's a hard place to play. I mean – you know, traveling up there. I, and again, I know that you've beaten them. I know that they're not supposed to be very good. Maybe Neil Brown's on the verge of losing his gig there. And the only reason maybe he's still there this year is because of the buyout. But I would guess, am, am I totally off on this, that your record is nearly 500 on the road at West Virginia? 
feels like we've won there a good amount of times. It's probably not as good as I remember, but it feels like you've won there a good yeah. amount. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's probably that's probably true. Uh, somebody says, "Why are you all so afraid of Texas?" Mm, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be better. I mean, I think they bring a lot back. They, they do. don't bring B. John Robinson back, but yeah, they bring a lot back. Yeah, and, and he was the reason you won the game. Yeah, true. he fumbled. <laughs> true. That's true. why I'm a little worried. He's not true. there anymore. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, somebody says this. Andrew does. I've already got airfare to Utah to go to the game. Three super cheap three-hour flights out of, excuse me, super cheap three-hour flight out of Lubbock. I can't wait. Awesome. Okay. Can I make you guys feel better about West Virginia? Sure. Your last loss there was in 2017. Oh. That's there. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Your last loss there was 2017. Well, that just means you won in 21 and 19. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you've won two out of the last three. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody that says makes me, that, yeah. make, that, that, that helps, Jeff. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Can you go back and tell me how wrong I am on the? It feels like you've won there about fifty percent of the time. That's kind of what I'm going through. Okay. But it's like, it was like <laughs> okay. win, win, and then okay. we got the first loss. Right. And somebody points out that we are bringing a lot back, so not really understanding the Texas sphere. Okay. Again, it's okay. So I mean, text texter. Hmm. I mean, who are who are three that you think are better teams that are more difficult games than Texas? I mean, none, none of us said you, you can't compete with them or you mm-hmm. have no chance. Mm-hmm. But if you're picking out the three toughest teams, you got you got to put three on the list. I'm sorry, the long, for me and I guess for all of us, the Longhorns are on that list. Which three are do you think are better teams on Tech schedule? Texter. Yeah, I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> hang up and listen. Okay. You know, I, you know, we talked about the Oregon game a little bit, um, and it will that will be a tough game. But I do agree with you. I mean, first of all, that's the first home game um, of the season, and I, I do think people are going to be supercharged. Yeah, you got to win that first game against Wyoming. Yeah, that, that'll that'll make them supercharged. Plus, you know, um, I don't know. I don't necessarily have the fear at Baylor, uh, and I could, I certainly could buy into the. At BYU uh, being a problem, no doubt, like what like what you talked about. Yeah, UCF um, probably deserves to be in the conversation sure, as well. Sure, sure, and and I think the the I'll be really interested to see what TCU has left, you know, in their football team. So they got a quarterback transfer yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this looks like you're three and two on the road at West Virginia. Um, this. Is that what you had, Jeff? That's what I had. So we're above 500? We're one game above 500. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't, I mean, I felt like you were close to being 500, so. Hey, here we my, get. My brain wasn't completely wrong. Here we get this. Hi, Jamie. Texture here. I agree with you, JL. Texas would actually be on my top three list. Just feel like we will be surprising and com- compete with the best of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. Can't compete with the best with what we were bringing back. Yeah. I, I I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, but I that doesn't mean that I don't fear Texas. I mean I I fear there's just I mean couldn't you if you're going to be like a pessimistic Red Raider fan you could look at every game and you could make a case except for probably the Tarleton State game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
right? To be concerned about, you know. Yeah, the re- reason. Oh, Wyoming, it's on It's on the road, you know, blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. know what the weather's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. Oregon, well, they're 10-3 and three last year. West Virginia, man, it's a long way to travel, you know. Houston, oh, man, they just they nearly beat you. They they should have beaten you here last year. Oh, Baylor has owned you in recent years, right? Could I go on and on and on. I can sure. come up with reasons right. why we can lose to every right. one of them. Right, right, And then I could hey, put, put my, stealing my playbook. Put my red glasses on, and I can tell you why we're going to dominate each and every we're one gonna of these teams. We're going to go 10 and 2 or 11 and 1, right, or whatever. If I'm putting my red glasses on, why are we not 12 and 0? Oh, okay, right. okay. okay. <laughs> why are we 10 and 2? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, can't be. Kansas? <laughs> no, no, you can Kansas. I'm not worried about that. Not worried those about that. Those are different red glasses. <laughs> those are different. Those are those have the the dollar signs Crimson. in the middle of them. <laughs> no, not on the football side. <laughs> not on the football side. <laughs> crimson. That'd be crimson as opposed to scarlet. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning, as we do every single morning and every single afternoon from the First United Bank studio, and look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that, or the mobile app. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open at 806-771-0973 if you care to have conversation. So uh, you'll you'll see in the NFL draft, which we will uh, have Cowboy coverage at six tonight on one hundred point seven. The score: the Cowboys have the twenty sixth selection. They are drafting in the twenty seventh spot, but they'll have the twenty sixth pick because the Miami Dolphins have to forfeit their first round pick. Okay. Okay. So they would have had the twenty first pick. So everybody moves up after that. Um, including the Baltimore Ravens, who now go up to 21. Uh, this comes because of the investigation of tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. So that cost them a first-round first round draft pick. And there's still this conversation of Brady playing this year, although he it's, it's not by him, it's by others, who I guess seem to have this romantic kind of thought that Tom Brady's going to go back and play for the San Francisco 49ers or somebody along those lines. Um, and it would have been interesting because Tua Tagovailoa has admitted that um, he came close to walking away um, because of the concussions uh, that he's suffered over the last, especially last year, where he was basically laid out on the field. Um, the uh, couple times. Yeah, a couple times. The the actual violation for the Miami Dolphins, and this this was announced last August, okay? So they have to give up their 2023 first-rounder, which is tonight, and then a fourth-round pick in 2024 because it, they had, quote, violated league policies pertaining to the integrity of the game. So it seems... Seems like a, a fair punishment. Seems like a fair punishment. It's harsh, but I mean... Sure, it is. What, what they did uh, was harsh in trying to you know, basically do a deal with Brady and Peyton uh, to get them uh, to come to Miami. The, the thing is, it's for both those guys. They knew Miami was doing wrong, but guess what? There's no punishment for them. Well, neither one of them went there. No, but I th- I think we'd all be... Not, I think there was, there, was, there was more than just a pick up the phone, casual conversation and go, hey... Hey, Coach Payton, would you would you like to come come down to Miami and we'll bring Tom Brady 
as well. Is there a rule that says a player can't tamper with a team? I think it just goes the other way. Yeah, it just it, and I'm certainly not caping up for for Miami. I'm just I'm just pointing out that there were two sides to this thing. You know, both I think I think all the parties because if if they could have figured out a way to finagle it, Sean Payton would have loved to have been in Miami and Tom Brady too. So, but it, it didn't uh, it didn't work out that way. Um, so so tonight you're going to have a, a Texas Tech player and. Tyree Wilson, he could be picked as high as number two overall. He could. I don't think he'll fall out of the top ten unless there's some kind of medical report that comes out, or if teams are drafting up to try to get the quarterback that they want. Trading and, up. And then they, I'm sorry. Trading up. Trading up. Yeah, the teams are trading up to try to get the quarterback that they want, and then you know he kind of slips down. But you know some some recent selections. Eric Izukama went to the Miami Dolphins last year in the fourth round. Didn't really play a whole lot. I'm not sure he, I'm not sure he was ever activated. He was on the roster, but I think he was on the inactive list, and unless he was activated for the last game. I That's think surprising because it felt like he had the NFL body and talent. To, sure, sure, to make an impact. Sure. So you don't know what was going on with with mm-hmm. practice or things like that. A uh, guy who played in the Super Bowl last year, a special teams guy, uh, Zach McPherson, uh, was picked in the fourth round uh, by the Eagles. Um, other recent uh, picks. In 2018, uh, Kiki Kute went to the Houston Texans, and he's still bouncing around. He was a fourth-round pick, uh, but he's he's had injuries. Just hadn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah, I can't remember where he ended up. I want to say Tennessee, but I may be, I may be wrong yeah. about that. Um, this uh, the, the 2017 pick worked out pretty well uh, for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, he went 10th. And then in 2016, LaRaven Clark, he went in the third round, and he's had a very nice NFL career. You know, he's made a, a really good hand for himself at, at that tackle spot. He was uh, originally drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. And then how about in 2016? And, and you know, for a sixth-round pick, man, he is he, he was far better than uh, as an NFL player than maybe that anybody predicted uh, in Jakeem Grant. Mm-hmm. You know, he, great. he was uh, picked by the Dolphins, now has been traded yes. to the Bears. Um, and did you mention Jordan signed with uh, signed with the Browns last year, but injured himself and missed the entire season? Uh, had not Jakeem, correct? Yeah, yeah. Jakeem. Yeah. Jakeem yeah. Green. Yeah. You know, he's asking me about Jordan Brooks, and you know what's funny is late first round draft pick, yeah. right? He's not he's not listed on this list here. Is it only offensive players that are listed there? No, defensive players. Led the league in tackles last year. Yeah, no, I, I got you. I mean, you're you're exactly right. I'm just I'm just looking. I'm I'm just working off of this list. I wasn't working, but you're you're exactly right. I don't know why he's not. I don't know why he's not listed on this. That's crazy because I mean you've got you've got DeAndre Washington, you've got Jason Morrow, you've got Baron Batch, you've got Jamar Wall from 2010, but you don't have Jordan Brooks. That was probably just a little mistake made. Yeah, on that list. Yeah, clearly. I mean, right? I know from being a part of this show, we're not used to mistakes. But oh no, uh uh-uh. uh yeah, uh uh-uh. But but yeah, Jordan others Brooks. actually make them. <laughs> right, Jordan Brooks. You know, Crabtree with the tenth overall pick in two thousand and nine. Would I would have to say that his NFL career was a disappointment. I don't think anybody in America would would disagree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Darcel Mc... He looked like he was one of the best college receivers in the history of ever. Mm-hmm. 
and I mean, he was good for mm-hmm. stretches in the NFL, but he was never, you know, a superstar. Yeah. And looked like he had the ability to do that. Uh, Darcel McBath, he was uh, picked by the Broncos in 2009, won a Super Bowl with them. Mm-hmm. You know, had a really nice, he was a, a second round pick, had a really nice career. Yeah, he's a good one. You know, um, another guy who was picked in the fourth round in 2004, Carlos Francis, he had an unfortunate uh, injury, but he, he had, um, you know, he had more than a cup of coffee uh, in the National Football League. I always liked him as a as a receiver for the Red Raiders. I mean, I mean, he was uh, he was picked in the uh, ninety two thousand and four draft. He he, I just really thought he was really a good player. I just really enjoyed uh, Sammy Morris, who's currently on the uh, staff of um, of Joey McGuire, was uh, picked by your Buffalo Bills uh, in in year two thousand. That he was okay. So that's just some some recent picks, and of course Zach Thomas, Hall of Famer, uh, was picked uh, in the fifth round by the Miami Dolphins in 1996. He's finally going into the Hall of Fame this year, so he'll be inducted in in August. So you don't have to be a first round pick uh, to make an impact. I mean, Billy Joe Tolliver, second round, uh, had a great, I say great, had a very good NFL career. Sure, you know, was around for a long, long time. Timmy Smith. In 1987, he still has the rushing record. He had a good game. <laughs> he had a good game. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He did have a, a good game. So uh, somebody says this off the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line that Tyree Wilson is now a heavy favorite, according to Vegas, to go number two overall. Uh, Cody Davis is still playing. And um, so anyway, that's just, just a few on the list there. But, you know, if you look at that, it's, a, it's an impressive list of uh, guys that – Played uh, here at Texas Tech and then drafted in the uh, NFL, including Jordan Brooks. Thank you, Jeff. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.